On today's episode of Cyber Sports. Like a little fan coming up. It's so Britney, bitch. <laughs> Greatest World Cup fucking final ever. And you give it to the fucking Chiefs. Put your mother in a straight jacket. You can't fuck with me. You can't live in my world. everybody and welcome 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 to episode number 14 of siren sports i'm your host i go by the name of town back from the motherfucking trenches out there in the playoffs motherfucker we got rico how you living I, i'm 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 trying to figure out what the fuck is going on uh the lights is flashing blue and red yeah it's a siren going on uh man. too many flashbacks you know <laughs> Too many bad flashbacks. Get on the floor. <laughs> Get on the floor. That's right. And with uh, I don't know. There's something going on over here, man. Uh, our our executive producer Gary. Um, he's. I'll listen to, to your instructions, officer. He's... I'm going to interlock both of my fingers at this time. <laughs> I will take two steps to the right, and I will back up to the sound of your voice. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just had flashbacks. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies for not having a seizure. We're having California CHP flashbacks here. <laughs> Um, you know, the lights just went on and Gary just instantly took formation. He knew what the fuck to do there, man. Um, so it's safe to say you've been in that situation before. Um, there's been a time or two where uh, law enforcement and myself have encountered one another, but it's always been a good uh, good outcome on this end. And yeah, that's it. But we're glad to see Rico back. That's for damn sure. Right yeah, on, player. Definitely glad to see Rico back, man. Fucking, it's glad to have the whole crew here. So y'all may have noticed at the beginning of the show, I said episode number 14. Um... We were obviously not here last week. We decided to take the week off because, you know what, 13 is just a bad number. And we didn't want to fucking give y'all the bad juju and pass that on to y'all. We didn't want the bad juju ourselves. So we said, you know what, let's take the week off. Let's regroup and come back super strong for episode number 14. And here we are, motherfuckers. You're right. Uh, ask James Harden. 13 is a bad number. There's no 13th floor for a reason. I don't even like the number seven and six next to each other just because they spell 13. Or they, they count up to 13. We're going to get into the topics today, and we're going to start at the top of the sports world at the moment. We had the all-star break just happen in majors. Gentlemen, how are you guys feeling about that? Man, you that home run derby did not disappoint. That was probably one of the best ones I've seen in quite some time. I, I agree. I like the pageantry. You got to love it when Randy Rose Arena comes in with the boots, with his chet boots on. The man is of Cuban descent, defected into Mexico, and got a citizenship. Man, the pageantry that goes on. So many players are out. And don't forget that dope-ass chain that Marshawn Lynch rocked with the trophy, and it was a spinner. And uh, what's it called? They had it in, the, uh, in a sea chest. Remember that? Like a treasure chest. Did you guys see that? Yes. Custom-made, one-of-one Seattle City. Uh, Seattle Mariners home run derby champion, man, that was dope. That was dope, and the, the whole the whole derby was amazing. A lot of energy, and it didn't disappoint. It really didn't. No, oh, it, it definitely didn't, man. There's always a lot of pageantry that goes into it, like you guys were talking about. You know, a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of shit talk going on behind the scenes. Oh, I got you on this one. I watch this, watch this, and you know, you have people like Vladdy Jr. coming in and fucking doing what his pops did, becoming the first father son duo to win the home run derby. That was incredible. And it's crazy because he's been close for the past couple of years and just haven't just has not got it. He he's been so close, but to see him get it now, he deserves it. And then, uh, yesterday, 
he came out swinging, hitting a, a home run back like he never left yesterday. So it was it was something else. I think the hometown hero though, uh, Julio Rodriguez, he put on a fantastic show. Forty one home runs in a single round, a record. And man, these new rules that they're having for the home run derby definitely makes it more enticing. Definitely makes it more fan appealing. And just even for the novice that you know doesn't really care that much for baseball, how could you not love the home run derby? Unless you're that kid in left field getting hit in the eye with the ball. <laughs> Always pay attention when you're on the field and when you're in the stands at a baseball game, everybody, because that poor kid, man. Smacked black eye. He looked like Red's ass. Man. <laughs> My he grandma really, gave me that chain. Grandma got him tickets in that glove. You yeah, should yo, use it yo, next time yo, too. Yo, grandma didn't give you that glove, now did she? <laughs> that plastic sandlot glove. You know, come on. It's Killing crazy. me, Smalls. I really didn't expect Julio to go off like that because my my original pick on who was gonna win was Polar Bear Pete. Because I mean, he's done it twice already, but Julio came out swinging, so I thought he was gonna end up winning the whole thing after that, but. Vladdy was like, nah, this, this is this is my time. So The Latin American players definitely showed up. And speaking of Pete Alonso, I don't know if you guys saw, did you see what his little claim to fame was during the home run derby? What was it? This man actually signed every single ball that was pitched to him. Wow. So if you were fortunate enough to get a foul ball or a home run, you got a Pete Alonso autograph with it too. That is dope. That has never been done before. And, man, talking about being a great ambassador to the game yeah. and just for the kids and everything like that, I mean, that was that was a super, super fantastic show of support for the game and for the children. If I can say this entire baseball year, they have really done like outdone themselves in terms of presentation, in terms of fan interaction, in terms of allowing the players' personalities to shine through. And I feel like that's a huge reason baseball is back on the on the rise. Yeah, they're making it fun again. They're making it fun again. They're making it more fan-friendly, of course. Yeah, but a lot of these players get to express themselves. The Rose Arena out there with the boots. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. with this personalized chain with him doing the stand-up and showing like you, too that little, little, too little, personalized, blinged-out chain. And yeah, man, everybody gets to bring their personalities out. And, and who doesn't love that, especially in a little great game like this? It's the Midsummer Classic for a reason. The game intros was pretty funny, though, because, you know, they're in the AL West, so... Shohei got cheered like crazy, but when the Astro players came out, they got booed like fucking crazy. Rightfully so, too, cheating bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't cheat in sports, okay? Hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, all right? Hey, I no, no. They got caught, bastard. Hey, Rico, you know what? I fully expect you to G-stomp the fuck out of somebody in one of your games. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, all right? Uh, I play clean because they've been giving suspensions out. Uh, some team already got suspended from the season, and they were the third seed, so they didn't play the playoffs at all. Yeah, so you got to play clean, and yeah, you, you can't be dirty. Uh, that's right. Well, speaking of playing clean, man, I want to give a shout-out to Elias Diaz of the Colorado Rockies. Sell the team. Sell the, sell the team, but, man, you, you represented Colorado well. Fuck the team. You represented Colorado well. Shout-out to you for fucking giving us a face, at least a little bit. Just for him to get traded in the offseason. The irony. The irony that that man wanted out of all the previous Rockies that have showcased at the MLB All-Star Game. Dude came up big, though. He two, did. Two-run home run at the top of the ninth. You can't deny it. It was a game-changer. It was a game-winning home run, but... It's just going to be that lonely trophy with all the participation trophies over at Coors Field and, you know, all those third-place and fourth-place finished trophies. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly curious when they're going to start hanging uh, just, like, participation banners in the rafters. Like, participated in the 2023 MLB season. That's how it was a ball arena until this year. No, sure. it wasn't actually, man. It wasn't. <laughs> Hold on. The, the Avs got three Stanley Cups in there. 
and multiple division titles from both the Avs and the Nuggets. All right, never mind. We're not going to go down that road nah, today. No, I'm going to defend the Avs. I'll die on that hill. So coming out of the All-Star break, man, and going into the second half of the season, what are your guys' hot takes? I can honestly see the Dodgers pulling off a Shohei trade. A sign-and-trade, I can see it happen. It's just all signs are pointing towards Shohei. A Dodgers are a great international organization. We definitely have no problem spending the money and opening up that bank book. I can definitely see it happening. It's definitely be- between them and the Yankees. But even if they go to the Yankees, I think it's just going to be a short-term rental, and hopefully that'll go ahead and put them over the top for all that fan base. But aside from that, I think all signs point to L.A. I don't agree that if they get traded to the Yankees that it's going to be a short-term thing. I think it's going to be very similar to L.A. because it's, it's the two powers on both sides. And, I, like, honestly, I don't think the Angels have a preference. I think it's just whoever can offer the most is going to get him. I don't, I don't know. I think that he has a lot of personal say in where he goes because he seems like a traditional player. He's been with the Angels for six years now. I don't see him moving out of the L.A. area. And if it does, I mean, he seems like the kind of person that would do it for the winning purposes. You know, I think he's getting tired of Artie Moreno and that culture that they have over there in L.A. For the Anaheim or the Angels, should I say, not doing anything with Trout since you've drafted him. Anthony Rendon has been a bust. There's been so many players that have gone to that organization have just gone to shit. And it's sad and it sucks. I think he needs to go to a healthier organization. All right, uh, Rico, what's your hot take for the second half of the Major League season? I wouldn't even call it a hot take, but... I think Acuna will win MVP, and the Braves will finish as the best team in the MLB. That's a good. They're stupid hot right now. They're they stupid mm-hmm. hot right now. They had a they had damn near a record eight All Stars, you know, from their roster, pitchers yeah. and fielders and everything like that. Uh, they already started off with a win yesterday, and damn, it, it's going to be hard to beat them. And just think if they had actually retained. Freddie Freeman with that 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 was a sour deal that went bad where that Freddie Freeman's agent didn't even tell him that the Braves had a matching offer when he signed for the Dodgers adding Freddie Freeman to that roster too I don't see anybody beating him but that's either here nor there they're definitely going to be tough to beat especially come to the playoffs also the Reds will win their division I'm calling it now. Ellie Taylor Cruz is the truth. in the playoffs. I said it from when we started talking about him I think he's the best young player in baseball. Yeah he is he's a firecracker. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, put him in MVP consideration for how much he's electrified that team. He really has. He's, he's been a spark. He's been a spark. Once he came in, he came on the scene, then Joey Votto came off the injured list. It's just been chemistry. It's been the team has been playing together at such a high rate, and that shit's contagious. You know, like they said in Major League, we won a game yesterday. We win a game today and tomorrow. That's three in a row. It's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So, <laughs> My hot take for the rest of the season First time in, in uh, team history, Rockies are going to lose 100 games. Oh. Sad the team. Oh, yeah. We've Sad the ta- team. We, we've been talking about that on our, our school radio show. they definitely losing 100 games. Chris Bryant came back and they beat the Yankees last night, surprisingly, but they're still going to lose 100 games. Hey, do they want a fucking cookie? <laughs> exactly. They're going to get a little banner saying that we beat the Yankees. Oh, speaking of that, now that we're talking about the Yankees, last week, I think it was last week, for the first time ever – the Cubs beat the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. I saw that. Wow. I saw that. And you got to okay. remember, the Cubs have been around since the 19, early 1900s. Yeah. The same thing with the Yankees. That is incredible. Just the fact that, you know, with interleague play and all that, they're actually given a chance to do so, but actually winning in New York. That's something else. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's something I never really understood about baseball, and I'm glad they changed it, is that there's 30 teams. You play 162 games for the longest time. You didn't play every team. Like, that... that 
blew my mind. I'm glad they changed it up and they introduced more interleague every year. So you get a chance to really sample what's out there, what you're up against. Who let the Rockies play in Mexico City next year? Yeah, no. Here, here's another one. Y'all should just stay out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when y'all go to Mexico City, just please stay. Don't come back. We don't want you. The Sinaloa, Sinaloa Rockies. <laughs> Fuck it, just stay out there. Hey, on, on, on that note, the Dodgers open up next year against uh, the Padres in Seoul, in Seoul, Korea. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's actually going to be the MLB opener. I said before that, they're going to have a few um, preseason games in Santo Domingo. I forget who's playing in there. I think it was the Cardinals and somebody. Oh, no, it's the Reds and... Um, Reds and Cubs, I believe it is. Yeah, so they're mixing it up, going international, just like the NFL, so that's cool. That's cool as hell, man. Um, Second half of baseball, I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything's going to unfold once we get into the playoffs and, you know, the divisional series and the championship series. It's, oh, I love that time of year, man. We can't forget the trade deadline August 1st. Everybody goes for pitchers then and all those expired contracts. And if you're tanking, you are on the selling list, and that's always happening. I I heard uh, Nolan will possibly be traded from the Cardinals because of how terrible they've played this year. That is weird, though. They picked a buck, Paul Goldschmidt, a prime Paul Goldschmidt mm-hmm. from the Arizona Diamondbacks, added Nolan Arenado, and they had all the pieces of the puzzle and still could not put it together. That was a sad, sad move. And you see all the superstar together, Adam Wainwright, Yadier, everybody, and then it just didn't mesh. It just didn't happen. It looked great on paper. Yeah. How many times do we see that? And then it just tanks. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go back to the drawing and you really only see that in like basketball. People, yeah. people trying to get these super teams together just to have it fall flat on their face. Looking at you, Kevin Durant. <laughs> you should hear about James Harden. He won't go to the Clippers. I for saw. Why? Yeah, I saw that too. There's no reasoning behind that except for I don't know. Maybe he just wants to be in La La Land because of all the strip clubs. We all know that he's hey. a strip club aficionado. So yeah, you know how it be. Well, I mean, honestly, I think this is a perfect segue over into what's going on in the NBA right now. We have the summer league going on where we get to get a chance to really look at the superstars of tomorrow in the NBA. And Victor Wembanyama had some interesting comments to say. His uh his choice of words was that you know European basketball is way more physical than the NBA. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Can't wait till he plays against Joel Embiid and gets a nice elbow to the chops or gets banged on by Giannis, boxing him out. It's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, he can say that right now, but this is this is like G League stuff. I mean, summer league, yeah, but, you know, you're going for a lot of players that are trying to get their feet wet and try to get their shoes in and trying to get Trying to get spots. good good film just to, to be able to sign to a team later because how many – of these players that are playing for these teams are actually going to be part of that roster. Absolutely. There's, a, there's only a handful per each team. So, honestly, I think it's too early for him to be coming out saying shit like that. Like, your little skinny ass played two games against G-leaguers, and you want to say that the NBA is not as physical as Europe. Wait until you're fun. You haven't played a single minute of NBA basketball yet, bro. What is he, like 7'3", 212? He's like 7'4", seven, seven, fucking he's 75 100, pounds. He's you know like what I'm saying? He's 100 and something pounds. He's 100 and something pounds holding 250-pound bricks. That's about I mean, it. I mean, he has been the talk of the town. You know, his first week there, the Britney Spears altercation with him and his team. Oh, yeah, retouch on that. Retouch yeah, on that. What, so, what was so, that? So, uh, so the, the story that happened there, Britney Spears saw Victor Wembenyama in a restaurant and attempted to approach him to like take a picture and you know all that exchange information type shit, and one of Victor Wembanyama's security guards smacked Britney Spears, physically hit her. Physically hit her. There's video oh, of it. Oh wow! I've been in the dark. I've been in the dark with that one. Damn, they thought, I had no idea. They thought she was like a little fan coming up. It's so, Britney, you know, you bitch. Gotta, you know, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh I mean, that, if you would think, you know, like if all of a sudden she would just say this, you know, it's Brittany, bitch. So, oh, okay, sorry, Britt. But I had no idea that he phys- the the security staff physically he, he, put hands on. Yeah, her. he physically slapped the shit out of her. Like you, you see wow. her, you see her head go like that. You see her, her security team like that's Britney Spears. They didn't do shit, but they they, they just yelled, "That's Britney Spears." Pointed it out. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta watch it now. He was the talk of the town, but I believe the. European League is somewhat more physical than the NBA just because, I mean, you get away with kind of more fouls and whatnot there. But he, he's going to get his moment in the NBA where somebody's going to punk him. Like, there's tough dudes in the NBA too. So, you know, they might call a lot more fouls, but he he, he going to get his moment to where somebody fucks with him. I mean, he did get dunked on in his first game like bad. So That was pretty bad. Yeah, it, it was bad. And then he came out after that game and said he had no idea what he was doing out there. Yeah, he, he played it. His first game was fucking terrible. It's just like he he was – I don't know if you had jitters or what, but he, he was nervous as hell just throwing shit up and – He's when not, he he's not even twenty years old. Well, yeah, he still has time to develop because, like, the first game, he would get the ball and try to like back somebody down, and he's so tall, like people would just come and just swipe the ball and take it because he's standing up so high, even since he's so tall. You gotta, to and you got to keep that ball up. low to the ground. Yeah. So, but he did he did play way better in that second game, though. I give him that. When I see him, I I honestly I never really saw him play except for here and there a couple highlights. His body frame and his size, he reminds me of like a Sean Bradley, a George Mirasan, a Manute Bowl or Bowl Bowl, where you can just he looks like a big spider, like a big stick. He looks like uh, uh, the guy from um, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's who he looks Jack like. Skellington? Jack Skellington, just super <laughs> long and skinny dog, just uh, dribbling, just like man. No, I, I I agree with you, and honestly, you you bring up Bowl Bowl and. Honestly, I look at what Wimbenyama does, his skill set, and what Bol Bol does. I don't see a difference in those two players. So why was there such a big hype about Wimbenyama when Bol Bol is a free agent right now? Bol Bol walked so Wimbenyama could run. But I don't know. I think they're making it more of a big deal because I don't know, probably his size. Because if you look at Bol Bol, he's a good shot blocker. He can score when he needs to, but... He just can't play defense. That's his only. That's his only downfall. So, yeah. well, Mr. Wimbenyama will have a good time because uh, the West is pretty stacked this year, and it's always stacked and it's always competitive. So, I don't even think he's going to win MVP. I mean, or not? Or rookie of the year? Sorry. Who's going to who's take it then? Who's the ghost pick? I'm going to go with Chet Holgram because it is his rookie season since he missed out on last year, and he's been getting ripped. He's been playing in the summer league very good, having block parties and everything. I think Chet is going to win over Wimbenyama. I saw him. He gained 13 pounds. Yeah, because yeah, he's a pretty slinky guy, too. A lot of anticipation for him after his shortcomings last season. That was very unfortunate because whenever you see the hype behind players like that, you're really looking forward to them. The fan base is, the teammates, the coaches, and before the guy could even play. Did he even get a chance to nope. play? No. Let's see. And OKC has a nice young squad. So I was going to say, it reminds me of Blake Griffin when he first came out from Oklahoma and he got drafted by the Clippers. Last play or last preseason game came down awkwardly, hyperextended his right knee, and that was it. That was it. He was done for damn near the year. Victor Wembanyama, and you know, like you said, Chet Holmgren, he really bulked up, and I think 
Wembenyama's still young. He has an opportunity to do that. And once he starts working with these professional strength coaches in the NBA, he's going to have a chance to really bulk up and get that strength and develop into that player. Like, if you look at Giannis, Giannis came into the league, some skinny European dude, and look at him now. Swole as hell. Yeah. Not like that, though, he's going into a good culture in San Antonio. I mean, from what I've seen, just watching the teams always play against the Lakers, they have a great culture, great owner, great organization. You got George Pop being your coach. And, man, you're given all the tools right here, sir. All you have to do is show up and do what you're supposed to do, and that's the ball out. Man, you're going to get trained by Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Take everything you can get from them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Admiral. The Demon Deacon is on. Uh, Mr. Nonchalant, Tim Duncan. <laughs> Tim, Dom- Tim Duncan looks like he has a booth over at the 420 Fest every year at Civic Center Park. Don't he? Don't he? You want some of this weed? You know, that looks like a, like, a, like a Jamaican psychic that throws chicken bones in the table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So there was there was some other interesting little happenings in the in the NBA that I want to kind of address today. Um, Lakers coach Darvin Ham. Oh, he was on a podcast. I I can't remember exactly which podcast it was, but um, the person who was interviewing him asked him about Michael Malone. Uh oh, villain time! And uh, <laughs> Hill Town coming. Oh, uh, so this man. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, the I'm coming f- for you. So, all he said, all that was asked of him, what are your thoughts on, on Michael Malone? And Darvin Ham went into full defense mode. His response was, oh, you're, you're going to ask me about money, Mike. You're going to ask me about the Lakers' daddy. It, like, so he, he started, like, really going off on Michael Malone. Oh, God bless him. This shit ain't over. Are you sure? You just got your fucking ass whooped in the playoffs for nothing. Are you sure it ain't over? But we weren't even supposed to be there. Yeah, I mean that don't that don't mean shit. But still, that don't, y'all were there. <laughs> oh, baby, first face Gary. Like honestly, how how much are you gonna let one individual get in your head? Um, for the record, Michael Malone never said he was the Lakers' daddy. That was Vic Lombardi, a legendary sports reporter out here in the Denver area, who introduced him at the at the parade as the Lakers' daddy. That's where that stemmed from. Michael Malone just didn't refute it. He rolled with it. He rolled yeah, with he, it. he rolled with it, and then he sent a, a little subliminal shot at LeBron on a Pat McAfee show talking about how uh, – it's something about how LeBron was contemplating retirement. And he was – I forgot how it was said, but he, he poked fun at LeBron for basically saying that he was thinking about retirement. Um, it wasn't anything hectic, but it pissed LeBron off. And LeBron made this big old giant – Instagram post about it and he's the son he, you can't stop him from shining and like bro sit the fuck down y'all have let one person in your motherfucking head because y'all came into a series confident that you could beat the Nuggets and got your ass whooped we're sad we're, we're a little you know little feelings right now but it's okay we restacked we signed everybody back we, we signed everybody back I think so I mean you bring everybody back to get smacked again we'll see what happens sir I, I don't see you guys going back to back. We're not going to go down this I mean, fucking well, road again. Okay, well, even if we don't go back to back, I can guarantee it ain't the Lakers that beat us. I guarantee the Lakers got a better record than the Nuggets this year. Okay, you do some breakfast on that. Let's let's throw some breakfast on that. One. On some breakfast on a bunch that. Bunch of old ass motherfuckers. We gonna put ham on that. Ham, eggs, and coffee. Yeah, Rico, you can't come because you don't need eggs. You ain't old enough. Hey, that's cool with me. I don't care. You ain't old enough, young man. There's no kids' menu on the place we're going. So. I don't eat kids' menus. You see how fat I am? All right. Uh, fat so fucker. So we. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm back now. All right, 
I'm better. All right. All right. Being, and being that you are our resident Lakers fan, yeah. how do you how do you feel about? Do you think Darvin Ham is getting letting Michael Malone get in his head? I think he's playing the game. I think he's playing the game. He's doing the media thing. He's you know he's keeping the Lakers talk alive. He's keeping us relevant. He's keeping us present in the everyday banter. If you can't keep our name out your mouth. What else can I say? He's doing his job. And it's okay, though. The players are going to go ahead and back it up. We now have this core group back. Everybody that we got from the trade deadline last year, give us a summer. Give us a summer. Let us go ahead and mesh up together. And it's going to be dangerous. I'm telling you guys, the Lakers are coming, and they are going to be coming hard. Very, very hard, sir. The same confidence that he was speaking with when he was on that podcast was the same confidence that he was speaking with when he was down 2 nothing. Oh, we're not worried. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not worried. We know what we're doing. They lost to a better team. Man enough to go ahead and admit that. But when you're a coach, you got to have something to say. You got to have some kind of moxie. You got to have some kind of backbone. Because otherwise, the organization is going to look at you as like, damn, how the fuck are you representing our team? You know, you don't really, you're not really showing it on the on the floor, but at least show that it doesn't phase you. You know, honestly, he, him acting like it didn't phase him showed worse That'd than phase him. yeah, yeah. then showed worse than him being like, damn, that's a good ass team over there. We. Didn't know what we were expecting when we came in here, and we're gonna have to adjust. Like I would have had way more respect for him had he said that. But even down three nothing, no, we're not worried, man. We can take one game at a time and shut the fuck up. Hype your team up. We all, I mean, at the end of the day, we know you're not the real coach anyway. Oh, LeBron James. Don't say that. He's don't not. Look at that. look at they, the, the right right now. The Lakers have a coach and a GM and the same person, and he's on the he's on the team. And he's also the all time leading scorer in the league. Best hairline ever. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. I think I've poked at Gary enough for this. Uh... You know what it is? I don't fuck it. I, I got this thing where that I cannot watch my Lakers that much anymore because they always break my fucking heart. And the same thing with my Dodgers. That's why I don't really speak on them too much because I'm, 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 uh, I'm superstitious. I don't want to talk. That's why I don't even bring them up for the playoffs or the championships or anything like that. I don't even want to say it. Same shit with my Lakers, though, but there's not enough time to keep up with them as much, man. Yeah. It's a fucking pain in the ass. But Yeah, yeah, you got me, fucker. You got me. You got me this episode. <laughs> no, and honestly, I think, this is a, I think this is a perfect transition over to our Around Town segment for the motherfucking week, man. Go ahead. Oh man, we got we had the ESPYS just take place. You got Nikola Jokic winning. You got Jamal Murray winning. Man, I think the national media is finally starting to give Denver the recognition that they deserve. Fuck no, they got those fucking awards during a Chick Fil A commercial, <laughs> just like when no kid when when Nikola Jokic got drafted. What were they showing like a Sprite ad or something? Like that? It was a Taco, Taco, Bell, Bell, was a Taco commercial. Bell commercial. Yep. And you see it pop up on the bottom. Nuggets Nugget selection. Nikola Jokic Serbian. Uh-huh. <laughs> on the East Coast feed, what happened was as we are back, and Nikola Jokic just got best NBA player. Now on to best NASCAR driver. Now on, now, now on to giving Patrick Mahomes another award. Yeah, no shit, huh? Every fucking oh god, oh Kermit ass. Phenomena. Honestly, I just I want to give a huge shout out to Nikola Jokic and to Jamal Murray for. Man, y'all are really giving Denver basketball, Denver sports, a face. Like, we're not just some hick town in the mountains. Like, we're, we're fucking full of energy. We're full of life. We're a dope-ass atmosphere. We're a cool-ass city to be in. And, like, y'all are really bringing attention to that. So thank you. I hope the group stays together for the good of the city, for the good of the sport, for the good of all the youngsters over here. I've been seeing a lot of kids rocking the jerseys now. You didn't really see that a lot. It's always traditional right after a championship. You know, that's just what it is. But it is good for the culture. It is good for the city. And hopefully you guys can get some good free agents coming in or at least keep this core group together. I think that would be a great 
standing point. You know, if you guys can really keep everybody together, aside from Mr. Mr. Brown that left, you guys got a lot of pieces of the puzzle here. Just keep everybody happy, and if everybody can take that little bit of a pay cut just for the good of the team and do what's best for the team, then I'm with it, man. I think it helps the it helps the culture when you have a superstar like Jokic who's willing to take that pay cut. And for the longest time, it said he wants to stay in Denver. So there, and he's backed it up with his words and with his actions, I should say. And I can honestly see that now that he wears his chip, he's going to be part of that next 25 when they go NBA 100, you know, because it's 25 more players. They've been doing it every 25 years since 25 all the way through, and they just got done with 75. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good for him. It's going to be good for the city. And I, I think he already has his ticket to, to James Naismith Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I think so as well. How dare the ESPYs give the best team to the fucking Chiefs should have gave it to Argentina. I think so too. That Argent- especially that final game against France. Greatest World Cup ever. Greatest World Cup fucking final ever. And you give it to the fucking Chiefs. I saw Messi got uh, best championship performance. As he should. Yeah, yeah. As he should. That uh, man carried them boys. I don't know. I just hate to see the Chiefs, Chiefs winning anything. Facts. <laughs> I'm a Raiders fan. Fuck the Chiefs. Fuck hey, the you Raiders. know what? We, we, can, we can agree Fuck on the that. Chiefs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why got to get all mad for it, Rico? Fuck He's been gone one week. He's been gone one week. I know, huh? Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, again, uh, another perfect little segue into our NFL segment. We got some NFL news. Yeah, yeah man. We So, Hard Knocks HBO series has come to a decision on which team they're going to cover. And they go with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, fellas. It was only right. You got to – everyone in the world wants to see how Aaron Rodgers acts on a new team because, you know, on Green Bay he was being a little bit of a diva. So I a little see, bit. I want, I want to see if he's going to be a diva with these Jets too. So I want to see him behind the scenes just eating mushroom caps before he fucking get on and go <laughs> practice and shit. Yeah. Well, hey, with that New York media, they're vicious. They're going to find some way to find, to get that footage, to get those pictures. Like, you look at what they did to Mark Sanchez. They fucking ridiculed him to death for eating a hot dog on the sideline. <laughs> the man was hungry. The let man the, was let hungry. Let the man eat. Let him get his glizzy, all right? They called him a glizzy gobbler <laughs> eating a hot dog on the sideline. He He's a been like Marshawn and ate some Skittles. But, let me, but that doesn't that doesn't carry over to to baseball because them motherfuckers be sitting there eating hot dogs. They'll order pizza. They'll have that shit just chilling in the dugout. They said back in the nineties they used to be drinking in the bullpen and all that. So yeah, I man. It. David Wells went on record to say that he's like, oh yeah, we knocked back a few beers and this and that. That's probably why Pedro sucked on the Dodgers, huh? Shit, ah, I just had a flashback ooh, right ooh. now. The way he I looked at me, chills. I saw them chills. <laughs> Fucking Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So. What are you guys looking for? Obviously, besides Aaron Rodgers, what are you guys looking forward to most to see out of the New York Jets on Hard Knocks? I always like to see the rookies' transitions and and how they always do the little rookie hazing or they fuck with them and, oh, you got to buy us all dinner or whatever the case may be because you see all these college athletes that have busted their ass at whatever university, whatever program they came from, and then boom, immediately. You're in the big time. You're in the big show. And the last few Hard Knocks, there seems to have been a trend where there's always a handful of players that always say the same thing. It's just like it was in college, but it's just so much faster. These dudes are professionals that you're going against. You're going against the fastest DBs, the fastest receivers, the biggest linemen, the strongest defensive tackles. It, it, that's what I always enjoy, just that first coming of age. And if they, and a lot of times these dudes excel. These dudes excel. Like Hutchinson from uh, Detroit, he was crushing it on hard knocks last year. And they just showed how fast he was, how explosive he was, and how he just had an easy transition. Then they show other cats that are having a hard time just keeping up with the players. 
playbook, let alone, you know, the off-field activities and their little antics and trying to keep their nose clean and keeping their circle small and not blowing their heads out of proportion and, you know, getting too far ahead of themselves. So that's what I've always looked forward to. Oh, for sure. It's it's interesting to see that go on because a lot of these colleges do not prepare these players for the, the offenses and the defenses that they're going to be asked to do in the NFL. So when they get to the NFL, it's a shock. It, like they don't they don't know how to handle it and fucking the, that's why only the strong survive and when it comes to the NFL a Madden playbook is hard for me to go ahead and read let alone a fucking college or an NFL book I have a hard time shifting my line or dropping them back into coverage I just start pitting buttons and doing like this is that I think that we got what happens firsthand when a coach does that last year with Nathaniel Hackett that boy was just calling Madden plays just no for comment. the fuck of it no comment no comment no comment speak your piece speak on it fucking. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's going to piss me off. Because we're going to see Nathaniel Hackett on Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. And we're going to see him this season when we beat their fucking asses because he's a fucking shitty-ass head coach. He's going, come on, guys. Let's, he's let's only good with Aaron Rodgers. He's a terrible coach. That was a way. I didn't even want him as a coach last year. So, I did not want him as a head coach. The, the big thing with Aaron Rodgers, everyone points to his time with, oh, he was with Aaron Rodgers. He was not the one calling the plays. He was not the one running the offense. He was standing there looking pretty. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, I, I will say my part, what I look forward to on this hard knock season is basically how Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner transition from year one to year two. Brees Hall is going to be coming off that, that injury that he suffered against the Broncos and he's out of the season. And, you know, Sauce has a lot of attention on him because everyone's saying he's a top five corner. I won't say he's number one because Pastor Tan is number one. Yes, too, baby. He is he is a top five, so there's going to be so much spotlight on Sauce as well. But also what I like about the Hard Knocks, too, is there's a lot of guys that no one knows about, and they somehow make the roster because they're just out there balling more than the guys that have experience. So on, you never know who's going to make the roster. If you're on a team with good culture, that's the case. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're on a team that the coach is coming in on, oh, no, uh, we're keeping him, we're going to cut him. And even if that person balls out, they don't change their opinion on it. Like So that's how teams build. That's how teams get better. But to your point, you're pointing out, you know, Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall. You can't forget Garrett Wilson in that conversation. Yeah, Garrett Wilson as well. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, man. You know, it's it's very rare for – I don't. has it ever happened before that you guys are aware of that a team had the offensive and defensive rookie of the yeah, year? Yeah, uh, the, the – the Saints or no, they had yeah, I think the Saints did. It was Kamara and um Kamara and Lattimore won both of those, I think. So Okay, got you, got you. Well shit, man. Try to look it up. My uh my favorite part of Hard Knocks is honestly seeing the inner workings of these NFL teams and seeing the behind the scenes conversations of the coaches, like, okay, man, well look this player balled out like this, but he's really lacking in this area. Whereas this player may not be as good as what he brings, but he brings the whole package. So we may have to cut this guy and like to see, to put yourself as a fly on a wall in those conversations. I love it. It's something else. I I think just given the fact that there's so many players on an NFL roster, there's so many different positions to full. It's the one sport that it's truly the next man up because there's so many injuries that occur given the physicality of the sport. And it's so physically demanding overall. How many injuries did the Broncos have last year in their first game or in their first two games or it, something it like was that? Crazy. Before the even the first two games. Yeah, because Nathaniel Hackett went ahead and did like those no contact drills. Yeah, he was they, he was playing patty cake when every other team in the league was preparing to play football. And then you go ahead and you see the same 
some hard knocks for the year before when it was Detroit, and they were going full contact. They were going yeah. as soon as the bell rang, they were out there with the hitting drills yes, right away. Some of the players were mad at Dan Campbell because he came out and he didn't give them a chance to warm up. He threw them right into it, right into full contact pads, and they came out and said, "Like if you don't like it, this is what it's going to be. I know I can only get so many of these days a year, but this is the culture we're going to bring in. Honestly, seeing what Dan Campbell has done with that Detroit team, they may not be the most successful, have the most the best winning percentage, but he's completely changed that team's culture. I think they're going to win the division. I, I could see it too. I can definitely agree, and that is a passionate man. If you guys watched it last year, oh yeah, the way that he would speak to his players, his tone, his demeanor, his attitude, he had a lot of sincerity. He looked him in the eyes, and he was like, "I'm doing this for you. Yeah. I'm doing this for you, so you are ready, and you don't get hurt, and your family isn't coming up short because of this. That's my job to get you prepared." And you could tell he's a passionate coach. I could definitely see that team definitely going up to the next level this year yeah. and being a being a contender because they were only short last year. Yeah. They so they fell just short, but you know what? They did what they needed to do by keeping Green Bay out of the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was something else. It's going to be an interesting football year all the way around. The Raiders the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, and uh, what? The fuck? We're gonna win the Super Bowl. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. We're gonna win Golf for God. We're gonna win the World Series. We're gonna win the title. We're gonna win it all. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. This is a nation. This is Raider Nation. This is Gary's yearly Raiders are gonna win the Super Bowl conversation. So get get prepared for it. At least once a year, we're gonna hear this. Obviously, me and Rico, we're gonna roll our eyes. That's like saying the Broncos are gonna win the Super Bowl, bro. Like I, I want my team. I want my team to do better, but they ain't winning no damn Super Bowl this year. I mean, Rico, you too. Uh, am I the Shit. only? Am I the only one that's fucking sane here? I mean, if I'm if I'm being honest, Rico's yeah, higher. Rico. If I'm being honest, we got a better chance than they do. Raiders gonna have a better record than the fucking Broncos. We Jimmy Garoppolo is Yes, we will. Jimmy's the truth. Huh? Jimmy's the truth. Jimmy's a porn star. He's he's not a <laughs> even more of a reason to trust him. Shit, even more of a reason to trust that man. It's probably why he's always getting hurt, man. He's wearing himself out other ways. Exactly, he's putting them right. Jimmys on going to work. Just telling you guys. He was a patriot at first. He knows the winning ways. He was a backup for a while. He knows what to do to win, and he's just going to bring it for my Oakland so, Raiders. As a as a as a well, Raiders, he, knows, he knows how to win because he 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 showed last year how to win. And um, so uh, <laughs> as a Raiders fan, Gary, how are you enjoying your uh, Hurricane Josh experience? So segueing into the next topic, <laughs> you'll see how it goes, man. I'm optimistic every single year, but what can I say? I love my Raiders, love my team. It's so many memories from being back in California, going to the Coliseum, and just what can I say? What can I say? We will see. We will see. I don't want to speak on them too much yet because we haven't even started training camp. Let me do my research. Let me go ahead and go through the book and the binders. Yeah, I see y'all bastards week one. Oh, but you, you, okay, so you're saying Super Bowl and you ain't even done no research yet. It's in my heart. He's drunk. It's in my heart. I seen it. It's in my heart. Let's Anyways, let's soul. stop talking about these trash ass. <laughs> Hard Knocks is one show that really dives deep into the into the inner workings of an NFL team. But there's another one that just came out recently. I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but I've heard great things about it. I'm talking about the series Quarterback on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? I've seen the trailer for it because you know it's got my old boy Marcus Mariota, former Duck. It looks really good. I saw the trailer, too. I was just flipping through the other night with the wife, and I was like, wow, okay, okay, behind the works. All the interlocks. They got Kirk Cousins on there, Mariota, Pat, Patrick, Mahomes, Mahomes. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. 
Uh, there you, I think they were even interviewing Brittany Mahomes. Everyone, knows yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to know what her, what her thoughts on playing a quarterback are. Boo. Yeah. Did they interview Jackson? Hell no. Nah, he should be thrown in jail. Fucking pervert. Fucking weirdo. Dude, he's getting stocked in his dick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I, I think it's going to be a great show too. Netflix hopping on that bandwagon of it. The little docu series and all that. Um, behind the scenes, those are always fun. Just can't wait to speak on it. So, speaking of this fool over here and his take, we got a new This Fool of the Week. This fool. This fool. This fool was actually brought to my attention by our illustrious host, Mr. Town. Goes by the name of Mr. Bob Huggins. Oh, Bobby. Of West Virginia basketball culture lore. He's had a rough one. He had a rough one. Especially for a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, man. He's one of six in, in, uh, six NCAA coaches that's actually in the James A. Naismith Hall of Fame for basketball. But this dude got a slap on the wrist, had a homophobic remark on one of the talk shows that he was on. Then after that, he resigned after getting a DUI because it's been known that he's had an alcohol issue for quite some time now. Good luck with that, player. And then after that, he sent his letter, a letter of resignation through his wife's email Okay, then it gets better, then it gets better. Now he's trying to sue the university to get his job back because he said he didn't completely resign. This fool fucking Christ. Oh my goodness, this fool. He had too much bourbon, it sounds like. Dude, and you know what? And if you see this guy, doesn't he look like the guy that's like the first guy there at a bar on St. Patrick's Day, seven o'clock, four beers in him with a plate of eggs? Like he really does, (laughs) he really does. He's the kind of guy that has like Two beers and is redder than your shirt and your hat, you know? He's got that that complexion where he's just popping off like a red light in downtown Denver during snow season, just super bright. But it sucks because he's had such a great career aside from this. The dude grew up with six siblings in a small little trailer in the middle of eastern Ohio, had a rough time coming up. He's always loved the game. He's been a a great adversary for the game. He's been great for all the uh, universities coached at. And then now all of a sudden the whole legacy is tarnished. All over this. All over some bourbon. This fool. Fucking hey, man. Some of these people. This fool. When you brought it to my attention, my eyes dropped, and then I saw, because the name had rung a bell when I saw him. It's like you always see him at every NCAA tournament, every single year. West Virginia is always in there in the competitor. He's always in there with Dickie V in the background on all the ESPN games whenever the college season comes around. And now... Damn, he's, he's just done. It's just done. It's just a shitty way to fold up the towel and, and just call it a day. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, especially after getting the slap on the wrist for his homophobic comments. Yeah. Went off for, I, it was like you said, it was on a radio show. It was prior to playing somebody, and he he dropped a slur that the the university should have fired him for. Yeah. So they when when he did that, they restructured his contract to make it a year by year in a case by case. Basis and basically said, if you fuck up again, you're done. He got his DUI, resigned on his own. <laughs> but like you, like you alluded to, he sent it from his wife's email. So he's suing West Virginia University for essentially putting out a false statement that he never signed off on. And so he's trying to get his last year of his contract paid off or at least get his job back. And I don't, I don't, how stupid can you be? You know, you know he's going to throw in there defamation of character too and all yeah. the other classy cliches that everybody does whenever they sue a major university like that. He's I, like, I, like, I don't understand that though. Like, why do these universities try to give people more opportunities after they come out and say some shit they shouldn't even be saying? Like, I get it, you're a head coach 
and you want to keep that head coach around. But if he's saying shit that's targeting an audience, let him go because he obviously he's gonna end up saying it again. Like well, first, he's in West Virginia. Exactly. Let's like, just say that's a very clandestine state. You know what I mean? And bro. they don't seem very open <laughs> to a lot of things. I mean, come on, man. I think they still have Confederate statues over there. I mean, just. It's the culture in that community over there. I'm sure that they just brushed it off to the side. It's just yeah. like whatever. But to the rest of the nation and to the rest of the world, yeah, it's a big fucking thing because you can't say those kind of things nowadays. I mean, you're not supposed to say them in general, but it's just it's unfortunate for a man of his stature and a man of his poise and, and character just go out like that. Yeah. That's I, I agree. What a dumbass. You were fired up today, town. Jesus, you guys win two ESPYs and a championship all within a couple months and whoo-wee. Nah, maybe it's just town starting to show himself a little more. Oh, sure. there you go. That's what I think it is. Right on. He pulling a, a, a Birdman. Put some respect on my team. Put some respect on my... Uh, Mike Tyson, bro. Mike Tyson. Um, if you want to talk about the funniest shit talker of all time, Mike Tyson. It's it's a like a running inside joke in my friend group, Mike. How horrible of a shit talker Mike Tyson is, but if that man was to fucking be telling you the shit that he says to your face, you would be all. You'd be scared yeah, shitless. Be scared shitless. Like he means well, but he's like, yeah, you're stupid. You go ahead and you eat your theory with a fork. Like what the fuck? I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. Oh God, I, I remember when that shit happened actually. <laughs> Did you guys see? Oh Get him a straight jacket. That's what I was going to put your mother in a straight jacket. You can't fuck with me. You can't live in my world. You can't live, you can't live in two my... minutes in my world. I'll fuck you right here in front of everybody, you pussy. <laughs> Jesus, I thought that was Mike for a second there. God damn. That's why you scared, white boy. That's why you scared. Punk ass white boy. That's why you scared. That's why you say yes, you quiet over there, huh? <laughs> well, the he's town. been watching a lot of Mike Tyson. I can see that. Hey, speaking of Tyson, did you guys ever see the James Tobeck uh, documentary on Tyson? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, that was a good one. You guys ever get a chance? James Tobeck did one on is, him. Is that where they talk about his pigeon? Yes. How his pigeon got the head ripped off? Yeah. Yep. And that's what he said. He said after that, uh, Cuz D'Amato showed him how to box, and he started crying. He said, why? He said, because I knew after that day, nobody would ever fuck with me again because I could fucking kill him. You I silly. Like, wow. You silly. You oh, so silly. Man. It was a good show. It was. It was. It was. Yes, we was. all got canceled? Who? I ain't get canceled. Shit, I was having hot flashes over here and shit like that. Jesus. Need more water. It's all this hair. I need to get a fucking haircut so, now. Episode 15 will be just Rico since me and Gary are canceled. Shit. It's the Rico show. Yeah. I don't know. There might there might be some uh some special guests with a with a mustache on or some shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm City. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and I'm Barry. Nice to meet you as well. Oh, God. I'm a Clippers fan and a Rams guy. Oh, God. And I'm from Seattle. I'm from Orange County. You know what? <laughs> Wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think that about does it for today's show. Today has definitely been an interesting show. Yes, it has. But not to cut you off town really quick. Don't forget, we still got three more weeks left in the meme of the month. Meme of the month. Make sure you send your uh, make sure you send your memes, your funniest sports memes to sirensportspod at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our socials at sirensportspod. That's Instagram, that's TikTok, that's Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. I don't know about threads yet. Are we on threads? We are not on threads yet. Thread threads is a dangerous place, you know. <laughs> Fuck I, threads. Zuck Zuck being in swole too. Oh shit, I'm scared. He yeah, he's he been, he been training with Adesanya. But thread, Threads is the 
Facebook version of Twitter because he said, fuck Elon Musk. They've been beefing like crazy. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll get that app uh, in like 2029. So still, we got Instagram, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, don't forget about hashtag your mom, meme of the month. Three more weeks to do it. How's it? How's the uh, how's the feedback been coming from those guys? We got any? Uh, a couple that we've gotten are pretty funny, man. So let's keep them coming. Right, let's let's, uh, keep it going. let's see if we can beat them. All right, I'm with it. Uh, Gary, you want to plug your uh, your socials for the folks? At Gary Enriquez 18 on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Just look me up by my name. It's just me and my beautiful family. That's about it. Hey, there we go. Rico, you want to plug your social medias for the folks? Follow your boy at Follow the Juice on Threads now, Instagram, and TikTok. Come on. We got to get them 100 subscribers so we can give away that gift. Yeah. Don't be no, don't be no lames. Follow us. Subscribe. Support goes a long way. Don't be a lame. Come on, people. Rico, that's not that's not all, man. So we want to wish you luck as well in your semifinal playoff game today. Man, wish you nothing but good health and good fortune. And yes, sir. That your team walks out with a dub. We'll Two be, more. We'll be cheering you on, man. We'll be cheering you on. Two more, and I'll have ring number one after four years. Is there anything that you don't do, Rico? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's all painting with my feet and fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't do that. I, <laughs> he, just, he just ain't tried it yet. That's it. That's it. He'd probably be good at it. Jack of all trades right here. <laughs> Rico Smooth. Let's give him a nice round, round of applause. So good luck in your game today, sir. You keep it going. Yes, represent. Sir. Represent. Yes, sir. Best of luck to you, uh, you and your teammates. And as for me, I go by the name of Town. You can find me on all social medias at town.5280. You got a problem with what I said. Sit and twirl. Fucking, uh, and I will catch y'all next week. As for Siren Sports Pod, for Gary, for Rico. Go crazy for, in his for comments. My, for my man, Captain Nathano over here, Keep Talib. Catch y'all later. Peace. Siren Sports is part of the Imprint Media Network.